0: told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one.
1: Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team and we're going to the, the, the go. Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 32 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host Gabriel Chelio here with
0: Adam Caciucci
1: and today we are doing another origin story episode moving on with the forwards. Today, we have Chris Boucher, some uh, fan favorite. Christopher Boucher was born January 11th, 1993 in Cay St. Lucia. He moved with his mother, Mary McVeigh, to Montreal, though, when he was five years old. He did this to see his Canadian father, Jean-Guy Boucher, but his parents split up when he was young and Boucher ended up having a poor relationship with his father. Most of the time, he split between living with his dad and his mom. His parents did not have high-quality jobs, but they still worked as hard as they could to provide for Chris. His mom often worked late nights where Chris would have to wait until 8 or 9 p.m. to see her. Chris acknowledged that she did her best, but it was still very hard to see her. He regards his mother as the number one person in his life, who constantly motivated him, and whom he loves dearly. On the other end, he wished his father did more for him, but he still misses him. He grew up playing soccer and hockey, but Sally lived in poverty for most of his life. Because of this, Chris and his siblings had to stick together and take care of one another. Chris and his brother especially had to watch out for their younger sister. With nothing to do, as Chris got older, he often turned to basketball to keep himself busy. He switched to about five different schools and eventually dropped out of high school at age 16 and worked as a cook and dishwasher in a St. Hubert restaurant. He needed the jobs and the money because he did not always have the stable housing in Montreal. Due to bad relationship with his father, he was mostly with his mom, who had just moved in with a close friend. Chris had some personal problems with his friend and chose to move out, and with nowhere to turn, he had to live on the streets. He felt like he couldn't even designate a hometown for himself in Montreal because he was constantly moving around and living on the streets. He constantly felt bothered by people that were around him that did have money growing up. He never had the newest stuff, but all of his friends did, which often made him very sad.
0: By the time he got to 17, 18 years old, he started to take the game of basketball much more seriously and greatly improved. In 2012, he was offered a spot on a tournament basketball team after the coach received an email about a a 6'8 forward named Chris Boucher. The coach thought there was no way that the kid was 6'8 and maybe someone made a mistake in putting 5'8 because he went to all the gyms and did not see a tall standout player. He managed to score 44 points in the tournament final, drawing some attention to himself. The coaches thought he was incredible, appearing to be on multiple places of the court at once, whether it be blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, and scoring. The coach then asked if he wanted to move permanently to train with the team daily, and his parents agreed. Boucher said it was a game-changer, because he didn't have to worry about what tomorrow would bring. This is when Chris really thought he could become something special. Boucher only played pickup basketball before this, but was eventually offered a spot on an AAU team, Alma Academy, by head coach Igor Riguama and assistant Abraham Apaya. Uh, Ibrahim was, was a close friend uh, to his and gave him suggestions on what he can do to improve his, his skill set and play. His other coach, Igor, ran the practices and made the big decisions w- with the team, but didn't think Boucher was good enough to make it to the NBA, although Ibrahim did. Chris admitted he wasn't the best when he first started on the team. He referred to himself having two left feet, And didn't have much basketball knowledge and concept on strategies in place, but did bring the athletic aspect to the table. He accepted uh, a spot at the academy, which was created in the first place uh, to help inner-city teenagers with few future goals uh, to earn a high school diploma. In one of the season games versus New Jersey's Blair Academy, Boucher attracted the interest of a Division One college coaches. Uh, when he had a 29 point and 12 rebound performance. Boucher knew he had to get his high school diploma and and do decent uh, academically in order to get the interest of more colleges and university. Boucher also admits uh, that it took him time to realize that school was important and that it could open up many opportunities, not just for basketball, but in other fields as well. He went on to get his high school diploma at Alma. Boucher has always been a person who thinks a lot about his future. When talking about how he deals with pressure, he said it helps me, uh, but sometimes it doesn't. Because even if I do something good, I always look to improve and do something more. Uh, when he was feeling depressed, he said, he said his iPod uh, helped him get through many of his struggles, listening to artists like Bob Marley, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z. Um, he said, for me, music is like therapy. Chris was excited to play in the U.S. as he felt it was a new chapter in his life that had been discovered. He played one season at New Mexico Junior College, uh, which had covered his living expenses. In that season, he averaged 11.8 points, 6.7 rebounds. Then he went to Northwest College in Powell, Wyoming, where he was named NJCAA Player of the Year and led the team to a 31-5 record. He averaged 22.5 points per game on 62.7% shooting from the inside, and 44.4 from three-point range. He also averaged 11.8 points, 4.7 blocks per game, which was ju- which, it, which was his junior college's third highest average. This is where he was given the nickname The Unicorn for his long-range shooting and blocking shots ability following a, camp- a campus visit. Boucher transferred to Oregon, which he chose to attend over other schools like TCU, Minnesota, and Texas Tech. Chris was the first person in his family to go to university and get a diploma. At the beginning of his first year in Oregon, he was a he was a huge uh, worry-to-Ducks coach, Dana Altman, because of his thin physique. However, Chris would soon make up for it with his contagious energy. In his second game in a Ducks uniform on November 16, 2015, Boucher was competing against Baylor's Rico Gathers, and Boucher scored 15 points and got 8 rebounds. At that moment, he knew he could, he could
1: compete at this level with these types of athletes.
0: He also set a single-season blocks record for Oregon with 110.
1: Following the 2015-2016 season, he was granted a hardship waiver to play an extra season and complete his sociology degree. He averaged 12.0 points and 6.8 rebounds in his two-year career for the Ducks. As a senior, he was named to the Pac-12 defensive team after leading the conference in blocks with 2.6 per game. Boucher's career high in rebounds came against Montana, where he grabbed 19 of them and scored 23 points along the way, back in December 2016. Then in the Pac-12 tournament semifinals against California on March 11, 2017, an opposing player fell on Boucher's leg awkwardly. He continued to play, though, and finished the game with 10 points and 4 rebounds. The following day, an MRI scan revealed a torn ACL, and he was ruled out for the remainder of the season. He then said it was all over and struggled with anxiety and and depression during this tough time. He wasn't able to walk normally for a long time and was frustrated by the rehab process. Chris had a lot of help from his friend, Ibrahim, during this time, and Ibrahim told him he needs to find that joy of playing basketball again. Boucher calls it the hardest year of his life. Prior to the 2017 NBA draft, Boucher was unable to work out with teams due to his injury. He ultimately went undrafted because teams thought he would be fragile, but was signed by the Golden State Warriors to a two-way contract, joining his Oregon teammate Jordan Bell, who was just drafted by them. Chris had to build a reputation again for himself, without any hype surrounding him anymore. Boucher became one of the first players to sign up on the NBA's newest two-way contract policy, which went into effect that season, although his deal was not official until July 14, 2017. On November 2, 2017, Boucher was called up to the NBA G League by the Santa Cruz Warriors, after coming back from the ACL injury and made his debut in his his first week. But it was on March 14, 2018, where Boucher played his first NBA game and the Golden State Warriors recording one rebound and one three-point attempt. Although he was unavailable to play in the playoffs due to his two-way contract, Boucher was a part of the Warriors' championship team after they swept the Cleveland Cavaliers in four games in the 2018 NBA Finals. On June 22, 2018, the Golden State Warriors waived Boucher, But one month later, he signed with the Toronto Raptors as a free agent.
0: On October 26, 2018, the Raptors converted Boucher's contract to an NBA two-way contract. Boucher played 28 games with the Raptors' 905, where he averaged 27.2 points, 11.4 rebounds, and 4.1 blocks, while also shooting 51% from the field. Boucher would go on to be named the G League 2018 and 19 Most Valuable Player and the League's Defensive Player of the Year becoming the first player to win both awards in the same season and the first international player to win the league MVP award. Additionally, Boucher was named to the All-NBA G League First Team. He put in a ton of work with the Raptors 905 assistant coach, trainer uh, Charles dube Bras, uh, who also was from Quebec, who, who saw something special in Chris. He gave, he gave him film to watch and broke down his game to fix mistakes and improve. Igor, his coach from Alam High School, said that he gives motivation to kids from Quebec um, to do something special. It's never impossible. Igor claims Boucher's story is like a bamboo. You don't see the bamboo coming out of the ground, but once it's out, you see it expand so quickly, just like Chris's uh, career. Ibrahim, his assistant coach in high school, said Boucher is like his little brother, and we are together in every step of his career, and he thanks me all the time for it. Boucher also spoke when entering the NBA saying it changed me into a man and can pay back for my family who always loved me. On February 10, 2019, the Raptors signed Boucher to a standard NBA contract. The Raptors made it to the 2019 NBA Finals where they defeated Boucher's former team, the Golden State Warriors. In doing so, Boucher became the only Canadian player to win an NBA title with the NBA's lone Canadian-based franchise. On November 10th, 2019, Boucher tied his career high in points by scoring 15 points in a Raptors win over LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, Then, on December 22nd, 2019, Boucher scored 21 points um, to up his career high in the Raptors' 110-107 to win over the Dallas Mavericks. But three days later, on December 25th, 2019, Boucher set a new career high again with 24 points in a 118-102 to 102 loss to the Boston Celtics. Clearly, this season, he has been given more of an opportunity to display his talents, and in doing so, is constantly achieving new milestones. On March 3rd that season, he set a career high in rebounds with 15 in a win against the, the Phoenix Suns.
1: All right, so this is part two, segment two of our podcast for Chris Boucher, and in this segment, we actually brought a guest for the first time ever so welcome, Enzo Minicucci. It's also his birthday today while we're recording Happy this. Birthday, Happy birthday, buddy. Enzo.
2: Thank you, buddy.
1: <laughs> What's the line? What's the line?
2: Well, you know, I'm 18 years old and uh, let's say I die at the age of 81. That means I'm uh, one year closer to being dead. So uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Okay, so Enzo, Enzo is a big Chris Boucher fan, probably the biggest that I know. Adam, I think you can agree. Yeah,
0: for sure. 100%.
1: So, um, Enzo, you know a bit about his story You know his life story And it's definitely a challenging one And it's been great seeing him enter the NBA And continuously improve throughout the years You know, his first season at Golden State He only played one game uh, for the actual first team For us, second year, 28 games And then this year he went up to 62 games played And he's improved his points per game, his rebounds Everything is steadily improved And I want to know, what do you think about his play this year?
2: Um, well, obviously, um, his minutes have gone up, so you've seen a little bit of, of uh, improvements. Uh, the games that stand out to me really are the ones against the Lakers, uh, Clippers, and Boston on Christmas Day. Um, although against Boston, obviously, we, we didn't get the win, so uh, that's disappointing. But uh, Boucher, to me, he stood out that game. When um, everybody else was struggling, he really stood out. He played really well. And um, he had a blocks, obviously, against Montrezl against LeBron James, Anthony Davis in that Lakers game. So, um, yeah, Boucher, um, still for most of the season, he came off the bench the last five minutes in garbage time. But um, when he did come on, I feel like we saw a big improvement. Um, he got a little bit stronger. I still think he still needs to work on that. He needs to get a little bit yeah. bigger to be able to guard the bigger centers in the league. But um, I think, um, yeah, he got better overall with more minutes. And I think next season, um, the way he played this year, when he did get an opportunity, I think it does warrant more minutes.
1: I agree. Adam?
0: Okay, so when I'm looking at Boucher this season, um,
2: like Enzo said,
0: um, he's had a lot of standout games, and I feel like he's a type of guy that once he gets into the rhythm of things and he gets consistent minutes for like a span of games, his imp- his performance improves as the, as the games go on, and I think uh, Nick Nurse, I don't know why, but I think he has something against Boucher, and he's always that last guy behind Rondé, behind <sighs> Matt Thomas. He'll always be that that ninth, tenth rotational player, and and I think it's it's concerning because I think Boucher has a lot to offer offer, a uh, high potential player, um, and I don't think he's reached his full potential because of the, the limited minutes. Gabe.
1: Yeah, I also agree. I think this season in general, he's been a highlight machine. Whether it be chase down blocks, blocking guys from the three point line or hitting a bunch of three-pointers and some poster dunks, I think that he's just been overall um, really playing really well. And I think he's had a lot of highlight plays, and he's shown a lot of great potential. It'd be good to see more of him. And I know what you're saying. I think Nick Nurse has given him the shaft this year and even last year with the minutes and playing time, especially because this season Gasol had a really poor season, let alone uh, playoffs, but also the season. So I'm surprised that he didn't get more minutes and more chances to showcase his talent.
0: Okay. Um, I just want to say on the Canadian level, um, where would you rank Boucher on the all-time Canadian players list? Um, starting with Enzo, I guess.
2: Well, if you want to look at accomplishments, you got to put in number one, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, above uh, you know the likes of uh, Steve Nash, Jamal Murray. Uh, obviously, Jamal Murray is making Canada proud right now, playing really well. He's in the Western Conference Finals, uh, battling out LeBron James Lakers, but... Um, yeah, Boucher, if you want to look at accomplishment-wise, you got to put him number one. Obviously, there's Steve Nash, who's made a big impact for Canada basketball. Um, you know, us here in Canada, we don't get a lot of love from uh, the media in the U.S., and nobody really talks about our players. Um, right now, I think Jamal Murray is probably the only one really getting any talk in America right now. So, um, yeah, I feel like Boucher, if you give him an opportunity, he can really make a name for himself more than he already has uh, off the bench in his limited minutes. Um, like Gabe mentioned, he does have like an X factor when he does come on. He's a highlight machine. He provides big minutes when needed, and um, I feel like once again, like I mentioned, that Boucher can get stronger. I feel like in five, six years from now, his uh, a legacy as a Canadian basketball player will be much improved, and he can leave his mark on Canada basketball.
0: Okay, um, yes. when going with me, I guess, or Gabe, do you want, do you want to start?
1: Uh doesn't matter to me, you can go.
0: Okay. So uh with me, uh for sure he's the top five player. Um the only player I would uh likes I would have ahead of him is probably Shea Gilgis, Steve Nash, and Jamal Murray. So maybe even top four. Um uh, yeah, I think I think he's done uh, a great job so far. Um but I think his potential he has so much more to, to show and uh and I feel if he gets those minutes, I mean that's that's what it is for him. That's that's the main thing that he needs.
1: Yeah, I'm with Adam here. Those are my top four, basically. Um, you got guys like Kelly Olynyk that can squeak in somewhere, just Thompson, Wiggins, all decent players in the league. I think Boucher would really surpass guys like that if he was given more minutes. And like that possibly could come from a different team because obviously we are capitalizing as much as we can with him. Uh, I'm definitely not going to put Leo Rodens on this list, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't yeah. like Leo.
2: Yeah, neither. <laughs>
1: Okay, so so moving on to next season, talking about like where Chris Boucher would go. His contract is expiring this season, and we had him originally for a minimum salary. Going forward, um, would you guys like to re-sign him, and if so, for how much?
2: Um, well, if I'm going to jump in here, I think definitely we have to re-sign him. I think uh, Chris has proven that every time he's given time, um, he's provided for the team. I think he needs more minutes, like we've all mentioned uh, several times here. And um, yeah, Chris Boucher, he's a player that... And a lot of teams don't have, like I feel like the Lakers, they have someone like uh, Alex Caruso, who uh, <laughs> fans really get attached to. And I think Boucher can be one of those. I think he can get excitement, uh, kind of like Biombo when he played for the Raptors. Yeah. Um, with those big blocks and big moments he had, those highlights. Um, he really gives the team a big uh, energy boost. And just like the last the last podcast you guys had, you talked about Rondé. I feel like Rondé can also provide stuff like that. It's a big energy player. And I think, Chris, once again, it's all about minutes. If he can get the time, he can provide. And I think he'll be a, a big factor in Toronto's uh, rotation next year with uh, Marcus All being gone. So, yeah, that's <laughs> what I think. Oh, yeah, I don't think he'll come back. I doubt it.
0: Okay. I, I have him sliding up, uh, moving into the backup center position. So I'm saying, yeah, re-sign him. I'm saying but... if probably when Mark does leave, either to the Clippers or to Europe, um, yeah, slide him up into the backup uh, center, and uh, I think he'll he'll succeed there. I mean, uh, he knows the guys in in our second unit, Terrence Davis. He's close to multiple guys there, Norman Powell, and uh, I feel like the chemistry is good there, and I think he'll he'll fit in just fine. Gabe,
1: um, before I get to mine, Adam, can you put a dollar value on his contract next year? A dollar value? one yeah. um, I would say between. Five to ten million, I would say. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, me, uh, same thing. I I want to see Marcus all gone. I think he's been here long enough. He's I think he's it's almost time to retire for him. So <laughs> he didn't play good this season. I think that his time's up. I would love to see Surge start for us. So saying that, I think it, it it could be Chris Boucher's time to step up in that backup position. He is an older player, 27 years old, but he did enter the league pretty late. That being said, he has had a couple of years to get some experience um, on the professional level, and obviously gaining muscle, gaining wisdom. He should be getting better overall. So I think off the bench he will be good for us. And if I were to put a dollar value, I'm gonna say somewhere from um, three to eight million is, is, is where I can see him landing. Okay.
0: Okay. So when looking at Chris Boucher, um, what part of his game do you think he can improve on the most?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think he's already solid on the defensive end. His blocking ability, I think he's fearless, and I think he's he's got that, he's got that tenacity on defense. I think if he can improve the most, I think it would be his shooting. It's already you know, he's already confident in his shot. Um, I would just love to see, you know, a little more consistency. And um, if he gets the minutes, I guess we'll see more of that as well. But I think that, you know, getting around the rim, he already can do put-back dunks. He's already, you know, fearless. Maybe even some post moves. We don't really see that too often from him. But that comes with he's going to have to gain some muscle if he wants to work around the post. So that'd be good from him. But also just seeing that shot be consistent from three.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think definitely his shot. Um, I think his shot's good, to be honest. I feel like most of his shots he takes are in garbage time with like a big contest, and they're never really open. I feel like um, when they're running an actual offense, I feel like when he does have an open shot, he'll be able to hit most of them. Um, We saw that game, I think it was against the Pacers. He had like three threes, and he was actually in the rotation. They're all straight. Oh, no, it's against Portland, my bad. I was at that game alive, and he hit three threes straight in the fourth quarter, and he was actually getting big minutes. So um, I feel like his three-point three, shot, uh, three point shot is good. In the post, like Gabe mentioned, that's a big, big, big thing he needs to improve. And it all comes of strength and muscle. And I feel like Serge can help him with that, you know, a little hook. I know I'm a big fan of the hook. So, yep. uh, yeah, I feel like if he can get a hook in this game, some more muscle, that would really help him out and uh, be able to mix the things up and uh, make it harder for whoever's trying to guard him.
0: Okay, and then um, back to me, um, I think I have an interesting take on this. I think he kind of has to follow a little bit of the steps of OG and Obi's teammate. teammate. Um, when looking at his development, um, starting with the defense, then working on his shot, then his handles, and then ne- the next step is playmaking. So if he can kind of break that down into different, different terms and work on each part of the game um, in a different amount of time or... Or whenever at the start of the season, he can work on something or the off season, um, and gain at different skill sets, which is very important for him. Um, but yeah, I think maybe the post the post game will be for sure important, and even just a, ba- a basic pick and roll play uh, stuff that that Serge can do, um, just simple stuff, simple stuff. And I think uh, with Nick Nurse's offense, you'll fit in fine.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that what you said was very interesting. I, I like what you said the OG and Nobi taking steps, breaking it down to simple things to improve your game, I think that'd be really good for him. Um, one last thing before we sign out here, we obviously talked about in the first part of this segment, um, we talked about his stories, come up story and how hard it was for him living a life of poverty, going through jobs, going through his schooling, just so that he can find a way to stay afloat financially. Um, I think it was really inspiring and I think it's motivational for other people in that um, in that point in their lives that they can look to him as someone who made it through the rough and, you know, just dedicated himself to something. And I think it's just a fantastic story. Enzo, I know he's your favorite player, so I'm going to let you take the reins on the sign out here. Do you, like what are your thoughts on his story and his come up?
2: Um, I think it's very inspiring. Obviously as a young Canadian, um, he's someone that embodies working hard and what hard work can get you. Um, Obviously came from poverty. He was a dishwasher and, um, one big thing that I think uh, is really underrated that he had to ob- overcome, obviously, apart from um, his home life and his family life was his injuries in college. He was always injured. That's something that was very difficult for him. I believe he suffered an ACL tear or it might've been an Achilles tear. One of the two
1: ACL.
2: Yeah. And um that was very critical. And I remember him talking about how hard it was for him and, um, Obviously, when you're playing basketball, a sport where there's a lot of jumping and movement and you use your legs a lot for an injury like that, that can be career-ending. So for him to fight past that, it shows his mental toughness. And um, yeah, that's why I really like him. That's why I'm a big fan of Chris Boucher because um, he goes against all odds and look where he is now NBA champion. So that's all I got to say about that.
1: Beautiful story. Okay, Enzo, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Maybe we can get you on for another one. Maybe Pascal Siakam, I know you want to be on there, so we'll see what we can do.
2: Yeah, you might have to uh, add a couple of bleep sounds in that one. to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks for noting us. All right, uh, thank you all for listening. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube for visuals. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, check us out on Instagram, at Rapsville, for NBA news, Raptors content, all that stuff. And yeah, that's us signing out. Peace. Peace.